Yo, today's QOD is the difference between an amateur and a champion is the champion is willing to push past the pain period. Here we go. Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got my old pal, Jim Quick, on the show today. You guys know Jim. He's a memory and learning expert. He's the author of a newish book called Limitless. I highly recommend you check that one out. And um, just a really cool dude. And what he's going to do today, he's going to give you 10 keys to having an ageless mind. Remember, everything begins with mind. Everything begins with your brain. So one thing we really, really, really have to make a concerted effort to do is to take care of your brain. Here's Jim. So I'm going to give you the 10 keys to having an ageless mind. And what I, every single one of them, you've either heard me say or you intuitively know that these are important. That's not the reason I'm saying it. The reason I'm saying it is to take knowledge and turn it into power. And I want you to take those ideas and have them have real impact. And what I want you to do is when I'm going through it, I want you to cycle through and on a piece of paper, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, how well am I doing in that category? Is that fair? Yes or yes? yes. Again, one third of your memory is predetermined by genetics and biology. Let's say two thirds in your control. These are the 10 things I would focus on. Do not write these down. Well, you can write them down because I'm asking you to go one, zero to 10. All I want you to write down is you can write down what the hack is, and then zero to 10, how well are you doing in this area? All right? So the first one is a good brain diet. Good brain diet. So on a scale of zero to 10, what's an honest assessment? If you're honest and true to yourself, where are you on your diet? You don't have to say it out loud, but just write it down. So we, in Superbrain, we talk about the, the most important foods for your brain that are neurological, like protecting, you know, neuroprotective. So we're talking about avocados. We're talking about blueberries, or what I call brain berries, right? We're talking about broccoli. We're talking about eggs, if that's allowed to buy your diet. We're talking about coconut oil or olive oil. We're talking about green leafy dark vegetables, wild salmon, if you're allowed to, if, you, if that's part of your, your, your diet also as, as well. Turmeric, I do every morning, I do like an almond turmeric like tea, right? All these things are neuroprotective. Number two, killing ants, automatic negative thoughts. How well are you controlling your self-talk? On a scale of zero to 10, honestly, even if you've done this with me, how strong are you? Zero to 10. Do your thoughts make a difference? Yes or yes? yes. If I say constantly I'm getting too old, is that gonna be self-fulfilling? Yes or yes? If I say I'm forgetful, I have a bad memory. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And this self-talk, doesn't matter if it's external or it's internal, right? When I was nine years old, Teacher pointed to me saying, that's the boy with the broken brain. You know, because I had that brain injury and those learning difficulties. Children, you are very, very susceptible to this, right? If you're a parent, your external words become their internal words. So that became my self-talk. Every time I, pa I, I failed a test, didn't do well enough or whatever, wasn't picked for a sports team, what'd I say? Oh, I'm just the broken brain, right? So your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. That's number two. Number three, exercise. 
And really what we're talking about here is movement. Your, the number one function of your brain is to control your movement, right? That's why we know there's not just a brain-body connection, but a body-brain connection, that using your body in different ways stimulates neurogenesis, it stimulates neuroplasticity, it stimulates brain-derived nootropic factors, which is the fertilizer for making new connections. So you have to move, but we live in a very sedentary life. Right? I was reading this book talking about barefoot kids and how we're taking away seesaws and you know, swings and all these things. We're overprotecting them and then we're keeping them in a very sterile environment. They're not moving as much, right? They're always on their devices and they're not getting the brain growth, right? And it's leading to learning challenges and so on. But how much are you moving every single day? They say, they say sitting is a new smoking, right? You do not want to sit eight hours a day and just, and just study. I'm going to go through the rest fast. Number four, brain nutrients brain vitamins, because we're at, you know, we're traveling, we're going to eat the best foods ever. Are you supplementing with, there are certain nutrients, and I would just have, I would make this a no-brainer. I would just go to your functional medicine doctor and get like hormonal tests, full spectrum tests, food sensitivity, and just see what your baseline is, because I really do believe people are bio-individual. Like, and I've kind of seen all the research, talked to so many individuals, find out what works for you, because if you're, the most important supplement is DHA for the brain, DHA. All right, that's number four. Number five, positive peer group. So rate yourself, zero to 10, how inspired, encouraged, challenged, energized are you by your peer group? And again, peer is choice. I'm not talking about your family, but although they maybe are your peer, but the people that you choose, right? So either get a new group or choose who you're gonna let affect you, positive peer group, because it really affects your, your brain, zero to 10. Really fast, number six, clean environment. How clean is your environment? How organized is six, zero to 10? And you know this, right? Is your external world reflected by your internal world and vice versa? Because it's a feedback loop. Have you ever cleaned your room, clean your desktop, clean your work area, and all of a sudden you have clarity of thought? Yes or yes? yes. This is, this is the, the, the interactive part. Yes or yes? yes? The reason why I brought up the, the boxing match is this, is because I go over there, we watch this fight, and afterwards I was like, you know, I was me sitting here, Sylvester Stallone on the couch here, and then to his left was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I swear, if you took a picture of that, like, they'd be like, who photoshopped that Asian dude in, in that photo? <laughs> but I was like, what does it take to be a champion like those guys? And then Arnold said, Jim, the difference between an amateur and a champion is a champion's willing to push past the pain period. Just like for those of you who did the exercise over the past few days, it's that intensity. And, getting, and is there a pain period in a relationship? Is there a pain period sometimes in a health crisis? Is there a pain period also in your business? Multiple pain periods, right? The ability to push past, that's where the period is now because you've just done days and days and, you're, and you feel like your attention is wandering and going different places. This is the time when it counts, just like with your workout, right? And so if Lorenzo and his team's here, that would be, that would be the goal. So that's number, that's number six. Number seven, sleep. On a scale of zero to 10, how good is your sleep? It's important for your brain, Three really simple reasons. It's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. That's where you actually remember. You do not, even when you're doing these workouts, build your muscles when you're working out. You build it when you rest. Same thing with your mental muscles, same thing with your memory. So that's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. The other reason why you sleep is it cleans plaque out that could lead to dementia and potentially brain aging challenges. And how many people, raise your hand honestly, if you're not at an eight, nine, or 10 or asleep? Raise your hand if you're not. 
And that affects it. The last reason why is how you dream, right? Your REM sleep, your REM, your REM stages of your sleep, that's very important because that's where your, your creativity, that's where, I'm telling you, like we did a whole thing on super brain on how to remember your dreams. But specifically, why do you wanna remember your dreams? Because you learn all day, your brain doesn't shut off at night, it's, it's more active at night. And so Elias Howe created a sewing machine in his dream. Paul McCartney came out with the song Yesterday in his dream. Mary Shelley came out with Frankenstein in his dream. Periodic Table came to a chemist in his dream. What are you dreaming about at night that could solve a lot of the problems in your business, in your life, but you forget it the next morning? That's why the first thing I do in my morning routine is remember my dreams. And six steps on how to do that, we, we talked about in, in Superbrain. After that, sleep, eight, brain protection. Are you protecting your brain? And I'm not just talking about, about wearing a helmet in extreme sports. Yes, that's obvious. I've had a series of you know, traumatic brain injuries and concussions and all those challenges. Yes, but I mean like things like EMFs. Like we did a podcast episode specifically talking about um, electromagnetic fields and how it's affecting the brain. Is that affecting the brain, you think? Do you think it's normal? Do you think we evolved and are born to be able to be able to handle all the electricity that's coming out of these smart devices? You know, I read recently that over 90% of kids sleep with their phones underneath their pillows, right? Not on airplane mode, right? So it's it's big, big, big challenge. We just did two videos on that. They have four million views in just a matter of weeks. You should watch watch those videos. EMFs protect your brain. Number nine, new learnings. New learnings, meaning that you might have seen the longevity, this is a longevity conference, on the cover of Time Magazine where the, was this uh, study on nuns who were living 80, 90 and above. What was the secret to the longevity? First part, part of it was their emotional faith, gratitude. The other half, lifelong learners. These group of women were just learning every day, reading every day, having deep conversations, doing the work every single day. It added years to their life and life to their years. So always learning, and I'm preaching to the choir here. But I, I know for a fact, most of you could actually push it even more, all right? That's how you create neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. If you wanna know the secret to, to having an ageless mind, neurogenesis says you could create new brain cells the day you die. Neuroplasticity is saying you can create new connections the day you die. The two most important factors outside of sleep that's gonna promote neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, novelty and nutrition. Just like your body, you have to give it novelty or stimulus and you have to give it nutrition and feed that muscle. Does that make sense? Same thing with your mental muscles. So novelty of movement, novelty of ideas. But most people, as we grow older, and I, I mean chronological age, we shut down because we feel like we know everything, right? So there's no novelty that's there. There's a Rumi quote that said, says, sell your cleverness for bewilderment. Like when's the last time you felt bewildered? Remember, you don't have creativity or have focus or have a memory or have bewilderment or have love or have motivation or have energy. You do those things. You do energy, you do creativity, you do focus, you do bewilderment. So we're taking nouns, turning them to verbs, and we're taking a structure, a process, a strategy on how you can replicate that at will. And finally, the last thing, number 10, stress management. And this is the invisible one, right? Nobody wants to talk about, but you're under, how many people didn't realize how much stress they were under until they were like hanging out here on the beach? Because, because it's like fish, they don't see the water because it's there all the time. But we are under so much environmental stress, pollutants, environmental stress, emotional stress, work stress, cognitive stress, financial stress, and we don't realize that. But you don't get the best of the best out of that. 
right? It's good for fight or flight, sympathetic mode, but when you want to go, when you want to be able, it's not good if you need to think. If you're stressed, it doesn't help you study. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you give a presentation. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you perform cognitively because it shuts down cortisol, adrenaline, big parts of your brain. So stress management. So how are you managing your stress? All right, my friend, that was Jim Quick. His website is jimquick.com. Pick up his book, Limitless, at amazon.com, as well as your local book sellers. And you can watch today's talk on YouTube. It's about an hour long. It is called How to Develop an Ageless Brain, Jim Quick. That is it for me. I'm going to see you tomorrow with a Throwback Thursday and Christine Hasler. If you have negative self-talk, you're going to want to tune in tomorrow and follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton. I'll see you over there too. I'm out. Peace.